Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host Maxine, we're on episode 125. <laughs> okay, why do I always do that? Welcome back to another episode. There's a lot on the docket, so let's get straight into it. I want to start off with Nick Cannon. Mr. Cannon himself. Mr. I have four different baby mamas himself. Mr. I have a fourth child coming on the way after having three in the past six months. Cannon. Hello, Mr. Cannon. (laughs) Where do we begin? So for those who may not know, Nick Cannon, who's a comedian, who's a, a host, he's the creator of Wild and Owl. We all know him from different um, shows that he's hosted and different movies that he's been on. He was always perceived, and I've always perceived him also as a cornball, like this corny ass nigga, you know? <laughs> like this, this corny nigga. Well, this corny nigga got four different baby mamas, so he can't be that corny, okay? And I know money talks, so let's just make that very clear. But he definitely must have some je ne sais quoi with him. He definitely must have some aura that is so attractive, even in that damn turban that he's wearing lately. No offense, no offense. I'm just saying. Yeah, I think he's in a, in a whole new spiritual path, and I respect it, and I think that's totally fine. But um, just to add some some some, some giggles, but he is on his fourth baby mama, and he has seven children in total. To provide some context, we know that he's been he was married to Mariah Carey for a few years and they had two children together they have two two children together and since then he's been on a rampage of having more children with different baby mamas and the trend between these women is that they're all light-skinned ethnically ambiguous and they're all beautiful women don't get me wrong um what i'm seeing to be the backlash but uh against that is oh well He's only, you see who he likes, you know, he has bias, you know, he hates black women or whatever it is. And I I see it as a favor. I see it as a favor. Thank you. Thank you for not impregnating and leaving. Yes, he's, I'm sure he's supporting these women, but thank you for not, you know, just having a rampage of single black women, dark skinned black, brown skinned black women. So I don't really think, I don't really care about that, him having children with women who are not, um, who are not like clearly black women. So that's not even a thing. I think sometimes we find an excuse to, to just be mad at somebody for their, their preference. I know the argument is sometimes with preference, it is seen as a racial bias. And look, don't get me wrong. There are times when someone who specifically seeks for non-black women in spite of black women, I see that as definitely a thing. Trust, I understand. And I also just come to the realization and to the peace that whatever like who you like at this point why am i going to convince you why black women who look like me are the shit as well right like why i don't care i think sometimes we spend too much conver- too much time too much energy towards things that really shouldn't matter like if that's who you want to fuck at the end of the day fine 
fine. I'm not going to go on and have a whole rampage about why I feel targeted as a black woman. No, you have the choice to not, you know, have sex with this person because you're... Your attraction is not there, and that's what it is. And if it is rooted in white supremacy, most of the time it is. It is what it is. Like I can't do anything. It's like also trying to convince a racist why you shouldn't be racist. I don't care. And like I don't. I think it's too much energy we spend towards things that we really don't have control over. We can only be our best selves and demonstrate why racism is horrible and demonstrate why black women are beautiful and we deserve glory and attention. But if you are still uninterested in that narrative, in that experience, then fine. Just know that I just don't want to hear anything about Black Lives Matter from you. (laughs) I know, I know. I know someone who is like super... When you look up woke, you find this this nigga's face. You you find this nigga's face. Just woke, woke, woke. Always saying the most woke ass shit. Always accepting of all all this bullshit that he'll say just to appear very progressive and very pro black and all these amazing mm. things. Like wow, this is impressive. Like ooh, just for him to be married to someone who's definitely not black. I'm sorry, who's this? <laughs> I remember seeing pictures of his wife and looking at her like, oh, mm, this is a little different than what you would, <laughs> what you would preach. This is just a little different, okay? She's not a black woman. She may sometimes act like she is, but that bitch is Hispanic as fuck. And there's a difference. There's a difference there. My point is, I just don't want to hear Malcolm X from you if you are not married to a Shabazz. What was his wife's name? Shabazz. You know, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not married to a black woman, I don't want to hear from you. I really don't. I don't want to hear anything about black lives mattering and pro-black and how much you love black women. But you didn't fall in love with one. I'm sorry. Who's this? Who's this white woman, Harpo? Harpo, who is this white woman? I don't, I don't want to hear it. I don't find it at all entertain. I don't, I'm just immediately blocked off. Like, oh, who's your wife? Okay. And I also hear the argument of, well, you know, you can't, uh, you can't dictate love. Love is love. And shut the fuck up. Yes, you can. If you really could, you would. Well, if you really wanted to, you would, I feel like. If you were really interested in, in upholding this black family, this black ethic, uh, just this blackness in your life, you would make it an effort, maybe a little bit of an effort. But I also think also, let's be very clear, a lot of times when these black men are with non-black women, they're corny. I mean, what are we talking about? Hence Nick Cannon, and I'm sure he does have this je ne sais quoi about him, and he has this like, um, I think he has this like uh, good guy uh, persona about him. I talked about this on a previous, like an older episode about how good guys are corny or nice guys are corny. <laughs> what I mean by that is, oftentimes these good guys with the you know the nice smile and they they look like that you could bring them home to mom and dad and they'll immediately be accepted into the family they're the corniest motherfuckers ever and what i mean by that is they don't they don't have anything 
of substance within their identity. I think Nick Cannon may be a different case because he seems to be very more in tune with his spirituality. So I think he may be the exception here, maybe just recently at least because of what seems to be more of a spiritual growth that he's demonstrating to us. But prior to that, and including all of the other black men who I know and who I've seen who are consistently not with black women, it's because you're corny and there's no black women who are interested in you for the long term. Let's make that clear. Maybe they have had sex with a black woman before, maybe a few times, but not enough for them to hold on to and maintain a long-standing relationship. I think oftentimes we are finding these black men whether and I used to think, oh, maybe it's it's uh it has something to do with their hue, with their complexion. But it has, I think sometimes that could be the case because I have, I remember being an undergrad, there was this dark-skinned black man who whose girlfriend, and I don't know if they're still together, I used to still follow him on Instagram, like, mm, what's going on with his life? But they, they were a couple. His white girlfriend was just like white, white, like from the Caucasus Mountains, white. Like, bitch, okay, you're white, we get it. Blonde hair, probably not even blue eyes, like probably like crystal eyes, like like from the sky, from the heavens, like she's wide, wide, and he was dark skinned, black, black. And I think there's this also, there's this, um, there's this need to kind of go towards something totally different, something totally opposite from what you've seen and from what you've experienced throughout your upbringing, throughout your life. So maybe, obviously he has been around many black girls, many black women, and he comes to a different area, comes to a whole different school. And I went to school in Connecticut. So, you know, of course the whiteies are there. Um, and he sees this, this white ass snow white woman and is just immediately taken by her. So I think also that is that is um that is a motivation for why there are these black men who are with white women or with non-black women. There's this um, curiosity that they have, like, oh, they have an accent, right? Especially if they're from England, from the UK, um, tip, tip, cheerio, <laughs> you know, if, they, if they're like totally different from what they're used to, they are so attracted to that. And maybe that has something to do with the whole phrase of, you know, opposites attract, sure. But I, at the end of the day, I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear any Malcolm X rhetoric from you. I don't want to hear any Martin Luther King rhetoric from you. I don't want to. I don't want to hear Sean King rhetoric from you, bitch. I don't want to hear Sean King rhetoric from you. No kings, okay? From you, if your woman is not black, call it call it old school if you want to. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. But Nick Cannon's kids, I think it's a little different. <laughs> I'm shooting Nick Cannon bail because he he's on a different level. I feel like he's just really, he, he skyrocketed into this spiritual level that I really, I'm, I'm in awe of and I'm curious to just understand it more and understand him more. And I believe that him spreading his seeds and having seven children with different baby mothers, um, with different women, I'm not saying baby mama, but with different women is 
motivated by him believing spiritually that this is his his purpose in life to spread his seed to to allow for his legacy to grow and live on so whenever his time comes for demise you know when he is when it's time for him to pass on um, his legacy remains and he has so many children who could continue the canon name so I think that is really his motivation behind it I still think it's ghetto right like I I think even in that decision even in my respect for him deciding to to continue his legacy by any means I still think it's ghetto I think that isn't the way to do it I wish that we can uphold a family unit that allows for one man and one woman to to maintain and sustain a, a fruitful family that includes seven children eight you know what however that looks like but i wish it didn't look like papa was a rolling stone type of thing because ultimately sure he is a man of means he clearly has money he is wealthy he has businesses he's He's seemingly respected in the industry. He has jobs. Like, he has a, a business, businesses. He employs people. People are living because of him. He has a lot of responsibility. And he's spreading his seed in ways that may not even allow for him to be present enough in his children's lives. And I find that to be a little disturbing. You know, I think when we are when we're creating families of our own, we have to be mindful of, okay, do I have time for this family that I'm creating? And I think the argument also is, well, he has the money to support them, you know, what does it matter? Their children would never be without. And I vehemently disagree with that. The children will be without if he is not physically in their lives enough so. And I'm, and I'm sure, even if he wasn't in the industry and he just had a, a well-paying job that uh, mandated him to work late hours and travel for work, I'm sure it, it'll be the same issue of him not being always present at the home, but at least he has the same home as the woman, right? At least he has the same foundation with the woman whom he goes home to or goes home to in the weekends or however that looks like and i think that's the issue I, sorry i think that's the issue here we don't we don't see him maintaining a committed relationship with either of these women so we just see him just okay i'm gonna fuck you until you're pregnant boom baby baby's here you know and if you need anything from me you know you got me and he seems to be a healthy man it's like he's not toxic he doesn't demonstrate toxicity in his relationship he's not a future you know and the difference here is so funny how future is a complete opposite of him but they demonstrate the same type of fruitfulness if you know what i mean so future has many children and he has several different baby mamas who he has children with same for nick cannon but future his whole essence, his whole aura is this like F boy. I'm on, you know, I'm on Robitessin or lean, excuse me. I'm on lean. 
I'm never present, I'm never home, you know, I'm doing drugs, all these things, right? So he shows a bad side. Yet Nick Cannon, even though I have the same amount of children, same amount of different women who I have children with, I am still seen as this good guy. I'm still seen as a guy who is favorable and light, even in spite of my spreading of seeds. It's just so interesting, the contrast between the, t between the two, but they definitely hold many similarities. So ultimately, there's this... Um, question you know is this ghetto or is this fruitful and I still think it's ghetto I don't care how much of a Nick Cannon you may be <laughs> it's ghetto it's ghetto look how we just cut it out I'm seeing a lot of guys talking about well you know as a man you know this is what men do we we spread our seeds and this is how we maintain our legacy or continue our legacy at all uh, beyond my my life here on earth, all these things, and sure, sure, and it's ghetto. Like two things can be true, and it's ghetto, and I don't respect it, and I feel like you could spread, like you could have multiple children. Why not have it with one woman or maybe two women max? But uh, how many? Uh, four different women. There'll probably be a fifth one coming up, and you're doing it in a way where it's just it just feels messy. Just this past year, he has fathered three children with two different women, and his fourth child will be coming on coming in the way, and it has been a, a matter of six months. So. What are you? What I heard from that is you were sleeping with several different women at the same time, whether they knew of it or not. You were sleeping as you sleeping with several several different women, and you impregnated this these women. So you consciously excreted yourself into these women, and they accepted it, and they had children. Your children. <laughs> I just. <laughs> And these are, it's not just one, not, not one, not two, but three different. I just, huh? I'm sorry, what? It, that's just, it's ghetto. It's, it's ghetto of, of the toe, okay? It's ghetto. It's ghetto. So that's my take with Nick Cannon. I think ultimately he needs to really sit with his turban and, and figure out what the fuck are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? I think, and the amount of children that you have, things add up. Just to be very, like, to be someone who is so employed and who employs many people as well, I wonder if he's being mindful of just the cost of it all. Or maybe I'm just, I don't want to count people's pockets. Let me not do that. But I just really wonder what the fuck is he doing and why is he doing this? Let's move on. Let's talk about black men in dresses. Black men in dresses. So I'm going to play a clip for you all. This clip is by the comedian and actor named Brandon T. Jackson. He's known for different roles uh, in the lottery tickets. That's, that's what that movie's called, lottery ticket. And in the Baby Mama, the sequel movie starring Martin, Martin Lawrence. And in this clip, he talks about what transpired in his life after wearing a dress in the movie black uh baby what was it called that movie with martin lawrence um what transpired after that movie and how he decided to just first 
sit with himself and realize maybe this whole black man wearing dresses thing is not the tea. And it's like, you know what? Yeah, he might be a kid. Just put him in the dress. What do you think the dress is about? Is it to, to tone us down, to tone that realness down? Is I think the dress, personally, um, is a thing that was, 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 was not in our culture to do. And I think everybody will want to put their culture on us. And no, not to hate your culture or your God. Mm-hmm. If your God say you can put on a dress and your culture is normal for you, that you have the right as a human to choose that. But me, for my God and my culture, my ancient culture, we just never, we didn't do stuff like that. Yeah. So, I was cursed by it. I believe it was a curse that went with that, personally. Because nothing went right since then. That's truthful. No one can tell me, hey, man, you think it's too much, man. You see what I mean? Everything went wrong. It's like everything went right. Everything went wrong when I put on that dress. So that was the clip, and I really want to highlight the fact that I enjoyed how he pointed out the common reaction that he would receive after sharing this experience and this realization that he's had of after wearing a dress, of people just saying, oh, you're thinking too much, man. It's not that serious. It's not that deep. When here, what am I gonna say, y'all? What the fuck am I gonna say? It is that deep. Everything is that deep. My hair is that deep. My skin color is that deep. My dress is that deep. Black men, everything is fucking that deep. Everything's that deep. So shout out to him for for naming that. I absolutely agree with everything he just said. I think with this world that we're in, specifically different industries. Um, specifically the music industry, the entertainment industry, even the sports industry. Don't get me started about Dwayne Wade, child, but that's a whole different podcast episode. But ultimately, there is a push, there is a motivation to tear down the black man. Hello? Did you hear me? There's a push and there's a motivation to tear down the black man. And if you just realize the amount of black men black male actors black male comedians who have subjected themselves to wearing dresses wearing makeup feminine makeup of course you know even as a man if you're on tv you wear some type of makeup to to look good on tv i guess but if you're just wearing it in a way to feminize yourself to make yourself into more of a woman than you are a man there is something to be said about that we have to really sit back and understand why is this such uh such a next level thing that is done there is a motive there is a motive to tear down the black man tear down the black community to tear down the power that we have and it is done in these subtle ways Brandon T. Jackson called out, not called out, but he lovingly spoke up about what uh, Kevin Hart wore in his latest movie called Fatherhood, which is in Netflix. And his uh, caption says, well, no judgment here. And he adds Kevin Hart. And he posted a picture of Kevin Hart and a still of him wearing a Catholic girl's skirt as if you're going to catholic school the uniform skirt i used to wear this when i was younger and he's wearing this skirt 
And Brandon T. Jackson calls him out on it, lovingly so. And he says, this is truly out of love and kindness. This is from my heart, hashtag H-A-R-T. But it's one, two, three dresses and you're out of the old ball game. Love you, bro. But I walked away from this and now Yah referencing his referencing God. That's how he calls him. I think he's a actual I think he's a Hebrew Israelite. Some of y'all niggas are look, that's a whole different. I think I talked about y'all already. <laughs> and I'll talk about y'all again. But some of y'all just be on that nigga, relax. Okay. Okay. Relax. <laughs> like Super on the whole, <laughs> my woman better be barefoot and pregnant type of type of tea. So it, it's borderline abusive because some of some of y'all Hebrew Israelites let's be very clear. Some of y'all hit y'all women. Some of y'all cheat on y'all women. Some of y'all abuse y'all women. Like some of y'all are really ain't shit niggas under the cloak of I'm spiritual. So let's be very honest there. Let me just finish his quote, uh, his uh, his caption. So he said, "Yah will exalt my horn in His name. You are gonna have to sit down for a while in the spiritual penalty box. Yah is mad at you, but I'll help you through it, brother. You'll get through it because you have heart. Kingdom over everything. Hashtag Kingdom over everything. So that is his caption. And again, this was in reference to a still from the movie Fatherhood of Kevin Hart wearing." a Catholic schoolgirl's skirt with, it looks like he's wearing stockings too, or just not knee-high stockings. And just from the bottom down, he's looking like a girl. Yet from the top up, he's clearly a man. Now, there, again, there is this push to feminize black men. And the way that this is justified is by saying, oh, I'm just playing a role, right? I'm just acting, I'm just, it's not that serious. I'm just doing something for the moment. I'm not really being being compromised into doing anything. A lot of times we don't look at things in the spiritual realm as we should. And what we do here on earth, not to sound woo, 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 but if you look at the Bible, if you read the Bible, if you read any different script, honestly, um, what we do here on earth is replicant of what is happening in the heavens and in the spiritual realm so if we don't take that into consideration we are not realizing the 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 shift in atmosphere that has had once we change our our purpose and our role here on earth we all have our role we all have our purpose and it's not to necessarily put us in a box it's about supporting the specific purpose that we are given here on earth and when we are now convinced and manipulated and bamboozled into being someone who are not just to continue this narrative of black men and shit of black male toxicity and all these crazy things that people say here in this world then we will continue to not walk in our power we'll continue to not walk in our light and will be subjected to evil spirits. Boom. That is the tea. I want you guys to just really sit with that and think about just the, the history of black men who have worn dresses in the entertainment industry, black straight men in particular, specifically who I'm talking about. Moving on, Godfrey. Godf- Godfrey the comedian. <laughs> Let's talk about Goffrey. I know Goffrey in, in real life. Hey, uh, Goffrey the comedian. <laughs> Goffrey the. I don't know. Why do I begin with this nigga? I 
like him. I really do. I enjoy him. I think he's very funny. I think he's very educated and smart. You have a great conversation with him. Um, I actually would like to have him on the pod. But, yeah, I really do like him. And I watch his podcast. And I notice, you know, on in the YouTube, they have suggested videos as you're watching a video. And I noticed, I noticed there was a video that was a backlash video against him because of some comments that he made against this ad, this advertisement that he saw while on the streets of, I don't know where he was, but he was on the streets and he see this advertisement of a black woman with a white man and they seem to be in a relationship, a romantic relationship and he got so angry. And if you have been following the, the comedian Godfrey, you'll know that when he gets angry and he just starts talking about racism, he just kind of spaz out. It's kind of like, oh, shit, what did I say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It kind of freaks me out a little. I remember see, seeing him live uh, when he came here to Houston, and <laughs> he just started just like, he wasn't even talking about race. He wasn't even talking about race, but suddenly he just started spazzing out and he was looking straight into like the spirit realm. I don't know. He was in something. Something just caught him and he just like was fixated and frozen in time. And he was like, yeah, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> but those who know him know what I'm talking about. Like he'll just like freak out. And I'm just sitting there like, ooh, do I laugh now? Is this a, is this a part of the, the bit that he's doing? What's going on? But um, he often would do that. And this must have been another example of him doing that. But this was specifically towards this advertisement of him seeing a black woman with a, with a white man. And the backlash that he got from this YouTuber is that he is he's promoting this double standard for black women to not find love outside of black men and why should black women be forced to be with black men who don't want them or who don't treat them well who don't take care of them who don't provide for them and blah 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 now what am I gonna say to this y'all I feel like at this point you guys should know how I'll react I don't agree with that I think uh, let me give y'all how I see it from my perspective so whenever I see a black man with a white woman and it's shown in the media i feel cringy about that i am bothered by that and it rubs me the wrong way so i understand how a black man seeing a black woman with a white man how he feels cringy and bothered by it because i feel the exact same way on the flip side and it's just it's just how i feel so i because i am dating the black man right and he's dating the black woman so to see your your potential love whatever again this is someone that you're seeing on the media in the news but when you see these ads of black women with white men and black men with white women it then begs the question of where is the black family where's what's going on i i see a lot of times these ambiguous white women or ambiguous women who are not clearly black or you know that Meghan markle black 
and I'm just trying to figure out what happened to the black woman and the black man and why don't we see enough of this? So I am in support of his his reaction. I don't think it's a double standard. I react the same way when I see a black man with a non-black woman in the media, in real life, around the corner, next door. Like I, I be like, okay. Okay, but again, like I said earlier in the episode, I am not going to spend so much energy and time trying to rationalize and understand and figure out and take it personal. Like I just, again, I just move on. I see it, I see it, I feel something in the moment and then I move on. I think we just have to move on and realize that this is just what the fuck it is. Go towards people who like you. You know, don't try to convince someone to like you, if they don't like black women, they don't like black women, that's it. Move on to the next person who, who does, who does like black women and who, who can take care of you. I think um, the focus here is that you focus on the sex or, or the gender whom you are attracted to and who you would date. So of course you're going to focus on the black woman who is in this ad and who is in this, in this dynamic with a white man. The argument is, well... He's not, you know, he's he's showing a double standard because these black men, how come he's not holding black men accountable for for dating outside of their race? I don't, what? Like, what are we talking about? I don't, okay. Okay, true. But he's also in this moment, in this very moment, calling out the fact that there is not enough black families shown in media so he's upset for it right he's upset about it and he's calling it out now whether it's a double standard I don't agree whether he's uh bigging up his his black men friends and I don't whatever I don't really know now they wanted to go back and picture oh he has been pictured with light-skinned black women so he doesn't really like black black women (laughs) yo when the internet streets are committed to tearing you down there they will find any and everything i i'm just not in agreement with it i think godfrey is is a black man who really is about that life he's really about pro-black shit he wouldn't be i just he has demonstrated himself to be a man of integrity throughout the times that I've gotten to know him, you know, through the screen, of course, I don't know him personally, but through the times that I've gotten to know him through the screen, through his podcast, he has definitely demonstrated him himself as a, as a man of integrity, as a man who is really about that life, who really is about black lives and demonstrating the black excellence that we have, that is often, that is often ignored and not shown at all to the public and that's not popularized he is really about that he's he's that malcolm x who is really that malcolm x you know he don't he don't just preach the rhetoric he would really be that nigga you know so to to paint him as a fraud or has someone who really just don't like black women that's a lie that's a lie and what i like about him also is that he'll call out shit that black women will be saying like Let's be honest, we are living in a time when we can't call out our brethren, our sisters, because it's going to seem as you hate this 
type of person. You hate black women if you call out black women. No, I don't. I am calling you out out of love, out of accountability. And I'm hoping that we could call out each other in love and still be in great relations. Like it shouldn't be one or the other. And we have to just really move forward from that thought process. Like I could call you out and still want the world for you and still wish you well and et cetera, et cetera. Like it doesn't really matter. I remember in undergrad, I was talking to this guy, this black man, and he and I developed a a cool friendship and he started to like me and I was attracted to him. He was cool and everything, but he had a girlfriend. He had a girlfriend at the time and his, apparently his, his, uh, history, his history of black, his history of, um, (laughs) sorry, I got distracted with somebody. (laughs) Gosh, what the fuck? Um, but his history of, uh, dating has always been with Hispanic women. Always. Like this nigga was black, black women who? No, Hispanic women. Yes. Okay. That was his way of just living. Like that was his thing. And, uh, he said to me one time, he was like, you know, you're the first black woman I've ever been attracted to. I've ever really liked like that. And I'm, how old was I? 19, 20. I'm receiving this like, nigga, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry, huh? I'm really just astonished because one, you're a, you're a whole black man. And you're, you're telling me I'm the first black woman the fir- the very first whom you've ever been attracted to now i'm not like the fir- i um yes i i'm attractive i'm 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 all these great things but for you to just be so enamored and just so taken aback like you would think i was a goddess or something like maybe i should i am i am but the point of what i'm saying is like there are a lot of other beautiful intelligent great black women out there who he could have seen, who he could have given a chance to be attracted to, but he didn't. And I don't know exactly how he was raised or where he was raised, but he made it seem like he was raised in, quote-unquote, the hood. So not to be stereotypical, but I'm sure he came across with black girls in the hood. I'm sure he came across black girls who are present there. So for him to never have gotten close to them to that point, I'm just wondering what what's wrong with you and again it it continues my black men who are not with black women are typically not with them because they're corny niggas and he was a corny nigga he was he was an attractive though an attractive corny nigga he was um a seemingly good guy but he was still kind of corny like i feel like for the typical black girls that he came across, the stereotypical black girls that he came across, let's be very honest, they they fit this stereotypical box. He probably wasn't man enough for them. He probably wasn't uh, attractive because he wasn't a thug. He wasn't all these things, right? And to me, he was attractive to me because he was just... He was cool. Like it, it, I wasn't necessarily looking for a thug <laughs> until I got out of high. <laughs> until I got out of uh, undergrad, <laughs> then my thug life came. <laughs> I'm kidding. 
<laughs> no, but I wasn't looking for a thug. I was just looking for a friend, and he fit that mold. And he was attractive at the time as, as well. But the point is, oftentimes, these black men who are not with black women are fucking corny. They're corny. They don't have dicks. They don't have balls. They don't know what's going on, and they don't know how to defend their women. That's that. If you didn't get anything else from this episode, what I want you to get from this episode is... Typically, black men who are with non-black women are with them because they're corny. Because they, the black man, are corny. That's it. That's all I want you to get from this. That's all I want you to get from this, okay? Let's get into Sean King's ass. Motherfucking, I want to be black so bad, Sean King. Motherfucking, I am Martin Luther King Jr.'s great great predecessor motherfucking i want to be malcolm x so bad sean king sean king what's going on sean king so samir rice who is the mother of tamir rice who was uh unfortunate disturbing uh death caused by police brutality yet again a few years ago and she called him out and says that he's a white man acting black, quote. And she also says that she never received a penny from the funds that many of these black civil rights activists from today would raise in, in light of the recent deaths of black slain men. So... She's also saying here, I'm reading the quote, what does she say? She says that there were fundraisings held in the name of Tamir Rice, and she was not at all given any notice of that. She was not at all contacted for this type of exposure, and yet there is a lot of profit that is had for the life of her son, who is passed, who was killed, and this is all led by Sean King. So she calls him out for basically being a fraud, being an imposter, she, she quotes imposter, and raising money after her son's death without her permission. This is all done, and this is something that is definitely disturbing and alarming, and it's unfortunate that it's not getting enough um, credit. I think with her speaking up and speaking out against the seemingly black uh, standing good standing black activists there's this uh we're look sometimes some people are looking at her Samir Rice as oh but she's just uh she's grieving she's a grieving mother she don't know what she's talking about and she's just talking out her ass and she's not giving the the credibility that she deserves for this and it's strange because you would think well she's the mother she's the mother of her son who was killed by the police you would think she's given some credit for what she's saying but she's not she also calls out i don't know if she calls it out but i remember seeing uh long ago when brianna Brianna, what's the last name? Was it Taylor? Uh, when Brianna was killed because she was, um, her house was raided into, definitely without permission, and she was killed in, in result of that. Um, 
and there was a Brianna Khan, which is a block party that was supposed to be had afterwards. <laughs> and many of these uh, socialites, like Portia Williams, and even um, what's that other black female activist? I forgot her name. Look at her name. But there was uh, this push to kind of have this, like, quote-unquote party in the name of Brianna. In the name of, like, what the fuck are we talking about? Why is she being talked about in a way to, um, like, yeah, Brianna Taylor. I was right. Brianna Taylor. Um, so all of, this, all of this is making me and many others feel a little suspicious it's a little suspicious if you if you if you really sit down and think about it like what is going on why is there so much uh media exposure in in um in the name of these black women and black men who were killed up killed by the police like what is the motive behind it because i'm wondering okay having a brianna khan having a whole festive block party what does it do like what are we doing I, it just doesn't make you uncomfortable it makes me uncomfortable just thinking about it and i'm wondering what nobody on the committee and nobody in the board thought to themselves or thought out loud hey you guys i don't know if this is really sensitive i don't know if this speaks to the sensitivity during the times that we're in and i don't think this is a good idea <laughs> no one thinks about that so I'm support of Samir Rice calling out Sean King. I just think Sean King has a lot of the media on his side, making him seem to be seen to be this this savior, this god for for helping and promoting the well-being of lives of, of black lives. So I'm just not here for it. I never was. I talked shit about Sean King in previous episodes. Y'all already know what's up. I don't care what he says. This is a white man who is acting black. He gets a low-cut fade every time, but if he grew his hair out, it, it, the texture looks a little different. Let's just say that. The texture looks a little different, okay? Um, he also said... His mother sat him down when he was five years old and told him that his father, his biological father, is actually a black man and, and he's specifically a light-skinned black man. <laughs> so that's why you look a little different. That's why you look different from your siblings. Now, what the fuck? You mean to tell me your mother sat you down when you were five and said this to you? At five years old, your mother sat you down and said this. Okay, okay, okay. And even if she did, what kind of mother does that? That's weird as hell. I just, and to make it clear that, hey, son, I was sleeping around and your daddy, he's not in your life, but I do remember him being a light-skinned black man. Just making it clear. So in case you were wondering, you know, at five years old, why you're, why you like Jordans and your, your sister love Keds, that's because your father's really black. Your father's black. He's light-skinned black, but he's black, okay? And that just, that, that motivated him, that motivated Sean King to be the black man that he is today. Chav, you don't sit down, yo, Rachel Dolezal ass. Sit down. Let's wrap it up with Ready to Love. Ready to Love. The season finale came on, and we're gonna talk about it. Now, Kyra, Kyra played the shit out of these niggas, and I am not here for it. 
I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. I'm not a pick me. I can't stand that phrase. Pick me. Pick these nuts. How about that? Pick these nuts up. I'm so sick of people. If if I dare, if a woman dares to to explain that, hey, I don't agree with fellow woman about these these takes, this perspective that she has. Oh no, that means I am against women. That means I am disloyal to women. No, like I said earlier, we need to be able to hold each other accountable and not be called out as as someone who hates that kind, right? As someone who who feels like we're better than or that we're X, Y, and Z. Like, no, I'm just calling you out this doesn't make any sense i'm not in support of it i don't give a fuck if you're a woman i don't give a fuck if you're a black woman i don't give a fuck if you're a haitian woman i don't give a fuck if you're from boston i don't like all these like connecting points that people like to to hold on to and hold you captive to because well if we share this that means you will always be on my side no i have family who ain't on my side how about hello is this thing on? I have family who's who I've battered with, who I <laughs> have not spoken to in a while. And you mean to tell me us being just women? <laughs> I'm supposed to be loyal to you? Bitch, fuck women. <laughs> okay, I'm going off. I'm I'm having a I'm doing a Godfrey. I'm having a flashback. But no, I think um oh yeah, Kyra Kyra ain't shit. She's just like these fuck boys, and I'm not here for it. I think, look, in in my days, you know, I have evidence of this. I have been, I don't want to say a fuck girl, but I feel like I have definitely made it clear that I am no longer interested in said men, and I have moved on, right? And I don't, what I have done in the past is definitely more credible than what Kyra is showing in this whole season of Ready to Love. Like, for me, when I have definitely showed, hey, I'm not interested in this guy anymore, or maybe I was yesterday, and now today I realize I'm not, <laughs> I've made it clear, or I've at least ghosted you. The least I could do is ghost you. Kyra, on the other hand, that's a joke, that's a joke, I'm just kidding. But Kyra, on the other hand, makes it clear that, hey, yeah, I'm on the fence, but I really do like you, though. Yeah, I'm on the fence, but I really want you to give me a chance, though. And I think that's really fucked up. I think that's some fuck girl shit, and I don't, I don't at all subscribe to it. I don't think that's right. Just because men do it doesn't mean we have to do it in, in, in payback. Oh, I got to pay you back by treating you the way you treat me. No, we just don't have to be shitty to, towards each other. We could just be very clear like, hey, man, I'm really, I'm really not trying to, <laughs> I'm really not trying to be with you. Um, and uh, this is what it is. I don't want to play you or string you along. I don't want to waste your time. So I'm going I'm to be very clear here. Okay. So that is um, how she didn't <laughs> do it. She waited till the very end until it was time to make the decision. And she went up to AJ's face and was like, look, I appreciate the time that we've had. <laughs> now, when you got to start off like that, bitch, I'm going to slap you in the face. <laughs> when you got to start off, I appreciate the time. No. Do you want to be with me or not? Do you want to be with me or not? That's the question. If you gotta start off with, I appreciate, I really like how much we've grown together. 
no, no, no. If you don't make it very plain and clear, like with the other couples, they made it clear from the from the very first word that they said, like, yes, I choose you. <laughs> yes, I want to be with you. Yes, you're the one who I want to be with. You're my choice. You're my final choice. And I'm confident with that. You know, all these things. But yet with Kyra, she just was on some fuck shit. She was on some fuck shit. And AJ really fucked up for that. You know, I think also Alexis... I feel like in the reunion episode, she's going to make it seem like, oh, Kyra took her man and she wasted AJ's time. And I could have started this beautiful relationship with AJ, but Kyra got in the way. And I think, though I understand her feeling that way, if that is how she feels and that's what she may show in the reunion episode, I think also she should look at it as AJ just didn't chose her period whether Kyra was really interested in AJ or not and he you know thought he could have had a chance with her he still chose to be with Kyra and not you and I think that's a hard pill to swallow realizing oh wait regardless of how uh Kyra treated AJ regardless of the the friction between these two people AJ and Kyra they it still wasn't enough for AJ to walk away. It still wasn't enough for AJ to choose Alexis instead. And that's what you want to do. Like, at the end of the day, you want to be with someone who chooses you. Choose you, choose me all the time. And that is what I feel for for Alexis. I feel like she's going to come on the reunion show talking about that. And I hope she does. I hope she walks out with her head high and with, the assurance and knowing that she went on to be with an AJ anyway. AJ, AJ ain't shit. AJ ain't shit. That really should be his tag. AJ, hey, I'm AJ and I ain't shit. That should be him. Because look at AJ and when she told him, when Alexis told him and said, you're the type of guy who I definitely will fall in love with. Definitely will fall in love with. <laughs> she said it with so much assurance. Like, girl, that is nothing to be proud of, okay? <laughs> like, if I had to definitely fall in love with you, even though I know you ain't shit, I am not happy with my choice. I am not at all pleased by my love choice, by my love decision at all. AJ ain't shit. Even his mama said, you know, AJ gets in these projects and he'll focus so much on a project and he'll engage so much on a project. And she was talking, maybe she was using metaphors, but I think because he is also in the music industry, he plays the piano and he produces. He she was also talking in the in the in that respects, but ultimately AJ would show so much attention for one particular thing at that particular time and then he'll move on and then he'll get over it and then move on to the next hot thing and then he'll do the same type of energy and then he'll move on and then he'll do the same type of thing and I think she was also referencing his his tendency in recent relationships throughout his relationship history so he definitely demonstrates himself as someone who is non-committal as someone who is afraid of commitment overall and who just wants to be in there for the moment, you know, a momentous ass nigga. And that's, look, I know, I can see right through AJ because I've been, I've been there. I've been there with previous men. I've been there where, oh, I'm going to focus here, but I really wasn't really focused there. I, I gave it enough attention just because I knew it wasn't going to be further than what it was, right? So I, I gave it the attention for the moment that we, that we shared, then I moved on. So that was my previous take from 
previous old ass relationships and situationships with niggas and people in general but that has been my similarity shared with AJ so I saw the bullshit in him like nigga you are full of shit and Kyra is too Kyra is too so I'm not gonna be up here just because she's a woman just because she's a black woman supposed to support her and suck it to him good sis you suck it to him like girl this is not something to be um proud of at all at all okay and we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and end it here thank you guys for tuning in continue to share this podcast with a friend with a peer with a colleague with a co-worker whomever and also be sure to check out our patreon page at patreon.com slash god built this where i upload exclusive content exclusive meaning only content for patreon so i get even more detail with life stories and experiences i get even more detail with my takes on different topics i also produce and develop my own vlogs on the Patreon page where you get to really see me day to day, moment to moment, etc., etc. So check out patreon.com slash this, and I will check in with you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of God Built This Podcast with your host Maxine. Be sure to leave a review, give me five stars, and of course, subscribe. Also, follow God Built This Podcast on Instagram at God Built This Pod. God bless.